like this one with a little plaque on it that serves as a memorial usually to somebody who's died I suppose the idea is to take a moment to remember the person that uh, passed away as you sit down well today I want to tell you about two people one who was so wounded from his loss that he sat down in his pain and he lost his way and another who got up and he trusted God to help him move forward well, as we continue in our Uncertain series today, we're going to look at these two people. Uh, I want us to be able to look at them so we can learn better how to deal with the challenge of our uncertain times so that we can move forward and, and not get stuck sitting down and instead to be able to move forward and take steps of faith. Centuries ago, there lived a man named Abram. Now, maybe you've heard of him before. Uh, later in life God will change his name to Abraham but his given name was Abram. It's important to know that Abram was a real person with real struggles. He came from a messed up family like many of us and uh, he faced a great deal of uncertainty in his life. Now to understand Abram's story you first need to know his father's story, his father Terah. Now we don't know much about Terah but what we do know is telling. Uh, here's what we know from Genesis chapter 11, verse 27. This is the account of Terah's family line. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive, and Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, his son Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out for Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there, and Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. Now, I admit that all sounds confusing and maybe even a little bit boring, but don't forget, this is God's word. And God has given it to us for a good reason. In that seemingly mundane family tree, we are told about Abram's family. Most importantly, we learn that Abram was Terah's oldest son and Haran his youngest. And somehow, while Terah was still living, Haran died. Now, have you ever known somebody who lost a child? I mean, a youngest child? I perform memorials for a few children, and I gotta tell you, losing a child is one of the worst things that can ever happen to somebody. I mean, it's terrible. People in Terra's time weren't that different than us. I mean, they treated the baby of the family just a bit differently, like us. They, they weren't as strict with their youngest. They typically doted on them, just like we do. Uh, which would have made Terah's loss all the more painful. 
We're told that Terah decided to leave Ur and take his family to a place called Canaan. Now, different than today, people in those days, they just didn't up and move. Families would tend the same farmland as a matter of strict tradition. Now, not to mention, you wouldn't leave a place like Ur to go to someplace like Canaan. Uh, you won't find Ur on a map today, but at the time, Ur was a prominent city in ancient Mesopotamia. I mean, it was the economic and cultural place to be. But Canaan, it was a farm town. I mean, it'd be something like leaving Cleveland to live in Steubenville. <laughs> now, look, there's nothing wrong with Steubenville. It is a great town, but few people move there from the big city. So here, here's what biblical scholars wonder. Did Terah, or did God first call Terah? I, you know, the if you know the story, God will later call Abram to pick up and eventually for him to go to Canaan. So is that why Terah left for Canaan? Well, the scriptures don't tell us. So here's what we are told. On the way to Canaan, something happened to, that kept Terah from making it there. He settled his family not in Canaan, but in a town named Haran. Sound familiar? That was the same name as his deceased son. Now, is that just another coincidence? Maybe. But something kept him from moving forward in his life. You know, every one of us is going to experience some amount of suffering and uncertainty sometime in our lives. And when we do, like Tara, you know, we have a decision to make. We can trust God to guide us through the pain, or we can choose to settle down and get stuck in it. And there's some of us who have been devastated by this pandemic. And some of you have lost your job and you have no idea how you're going to provide for your family. Some of you have lost your dream. I mean, I, I'm thinking of you high school students, uh, you seniors who have been looking forward to this year for a long time and it's been taken from you. Or maybe your pain is about the scars in your life that you received years ago. Now look, you may not feel like it, but like Tara, in the midst of our pain, you have a choice. You can choose to settle in your heron becoming stuck, or you can decide to trust God and lead you out of it. Now, Tara chose to remain stationary in his pain until he died, but God doesn't want that for you. He wants you to continue. He wants you to lead, lead you out of your uncertainty beyond those scars, and he wants you to put your trust in him in the midst of your pain so that he can use this time of transition to heal you and transform you. Now, Tara made this decision to settle on Haran, but okay, what about his son? What about Abram? So after his father, Terah, dies, Abram's got a big decision to make. I mean, now he is the patriarch of the greater family. And in that culture, he was now the one responsible for determining what the family did. And, and here he is, he's halfway between the city of his family origin and the place where his father intended to go. So what should he do? But here's what you need to know about God. God loves a moment of transition like this to bring about transformation. God has used transitions like this one in the, uh, that in the life of Abram in the lives of countless other people to bring about transformation. And through this tension, God eventually will use uh, in the life of Abram to make him into Abraham, a completely different man. And God wants to do the same thing in your life. Uh, so here's how God showed up in Abram's moment of uncertainty. 
Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God tells Abram to leave the familiar behind. Go to the land he'll show him, and in the process, God will make him into a great nation. And through that nation, God will bless the world. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Well, until you realize Abram knows next to nothing about this God. Remember, there is no Bible at this point. In fact, this is the first recorded personal encounter that God has with somebody since Noah. All that Abram knows is that there is this still voice that, that tells him to upend his life. Now, not to mention, uh, Abram's not a young man. The text says that he and his wife Sarai were about 75 years old. <laughs> not exactly childbearing age. Uh, so how in the world is ever uh, Abram going to become the father of many nations? And I don't have to tell some of you that the older we get, the more challenging it becomes to embrace change. And let's not forget, uh, Abram is from Mesopotamia, this place where they worship multiple gods. Uh, yes, he eventually becomes the father of Israel, but he's not a Jew. There's no such thing as a Jew yet. He's a Chaldean who grew up worshiping multiple gods. So if I'm Abram, I have a lot of questions. Questions like, mm, who are you? And uh, if I go, where are you going to take me? And how in the world can I trust you? I mean, that's just to name a few. But all that God tells him is to trust him and that he'll show Abram where he's going to go when he gets there. So further complicating all this is the fact that Abram has been conditioned by the decisions of his father. I mean, he watched his father set up for Canaan and then settle in Haran. So over the years, you know, he's learned some bad habits. Now, some of you know exactly what that feels like. Maybe you watched your parents model behaviors that weren't exactly healthy. You know those subtle ways our families shape us, the behaviors that we eventually call normal. But deep down, we know they're anything but. So Abram's got a huge decision to make, to leave the certainty of what he knows or tr to trust God's uncertainty. Now, you and I know that God's uncertainty is much more secure than our own seeming certainty, but Abram doesn't know that. And faced with a decision like this, you know what most people do? Most people actually choose to stay put in their personal heron. Why? Because most of us would rather stay in a known situation, even if it's miserable, than to risk more pain in the unknown. I mean, we're so used to these inherited patterns that we just continue the dysfunction. And over time, we even stop looking for a way out. But God wants to break us out of these patterns of dysfunction and fear. God wants to give you a new story, a story of healing, of freedom and joy. So, what does Abram do? Genesis 12, verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he went out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. So somehow Abram puts his faith in God, this God he knew so little about, and he breaks his unhealthy family patterns. He looks beyond his religious biases 
and he overcomes the rigidity of his age, even uproots his family, and he follows God to this unknown destination. And here's what happened. Everything that God promised Abram came to be. God made Abram into a great nation. He became the father of the nation of Israel, and through Israel, God provided Jesus Christ, who blessed not only Israel, but the whole of the world with God's salvation. But not only that, God made Abram into Abraham. He took a man who came from a dysfunctional family and brokenness, and he transformed him into a hero of the faith. So here's what I want you to hear today. The same God that blessed Abram wants to bless you. He likewise wants to lead you, to provide for you, to heal you, and to even to use you. Galatians 3.29 says this, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and you are heirs according to the promise. You see, if you trust in Jesus Christ, you are a part of the legacy of Abraham, and you share in the promises that God made to him. Now, just think about that for a second. In the midst of so much uncertainty, you can still have certainty. Why? Because of God's promise. Abraham didn't know that this God was trustworthy, but we do. Over time, God has shown himself to always be loving and faithful. And just as God called Abram in his uncertainty, in this moment, God wants to lead you, provide for you, heal you, and even use you as well. You know, right now we find ourselves in a moment, something like that moment, a decision that Abram had. I mean, we're between an old normal and a new normal. And in this moment of uncertainty, not really sure what the future holds, you know, if you belong to Jesus Christ, you share in the promises of God's people. Like he did with Abram, God will lead you. He will provide for you. He will heal and use you. And here's what we can learn from Abram. When we come to a decision point like this, here first, we have to let go of our past. Now, that's not always easy to do. I mean, some of you know just how hard it is to break a cycle of family dysfunction. I mean, who knows, maybe this pandemic is even bringing out some of your personal dysfunction right now, but God wants to help you break out of this generational dysfunction that has gripped your family. You're not bound by the sins of your family or your past. You are not trapped by your pain. God wants to lead you in a new direction. And if you need some help in the season, at our church, we have a few counselors who are willing to help you take the first steps toward breaking these chains. Just go to the front page of our website and click on the Have a Need button. There you'll see an option for connecting with one of our professional counselors, and of course, all of it's private and anonymous. And so here's the thing, we just have to trust God's direction. That's number two. Even though we may not know the destination, we have to trust his direction. Abram had no idea where God was leading him. All that he knew was that God was offering him direction, and he trusted God to show him his ultimate destination. You see, that's the way that God works. He typically provides direction, but not the ultimate destination. Why? Well, because it encourages us to trust him to build a relationship and it, it makes us dependent upon him. So maybe you're out of a job and you've never changed careers before. Maybe you're realizing that you've been dating the wrong person. Maybe this crisis is making you realize 
reflecting you've been studying the wrong thing at school. And all of it's frightening. And in the midst of this pandemic, you're realizing that maybe God wants you to set on a new direction. But the whole idea of starting out in this new direction is it's just downright scary. Well, remember, Abram, when you follow God's direction, he will ultimately provide the right destination. You see, God wants to bless you. He wants to lead you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to even use you. God didn't only say that to Abram. He also says that to you and me. In Matthew 4:19, Jesus says, Come follow me and I will make you fishers of people. God wants to lead you on an adventure, something like Abram. And maybe this is the first time you're considering trusting God. Let me assure you, you can be absolutely confident that the God of the universe, he deeply cares for you. And if you've never trusted in Jesus Christ, today can be the day you start a new life-changing adventure. Uh, God wants to give you his salvation. You can begin a relationship right from this moment that lasts throughout all eternity. And you can have confidence as you put your trust in him. So this morning, would you want to receive that gift? You can receive it right now by praying, by surrendering your life to him. And all you have to do is pray with me. The simple ABCs. A, admit you need God. B, believe in him. And C, commit. If you want, just pray with me now. Father, I admit that I've I've messed up in my life and I need you. B, I, I believe in you. I believe you came and you love me in Jesus Christ. You died for my sins and you resurrected from the dead. And C, I commit my life to you. All that I know of myself, that all that I know of you. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, let me tell you, I, I'm so happy for you because you, you're about to start out on an incredible journey with God and we want to help you. Um, if you would text the word yes to the what you see on the bottom of the screen, uh, then we can send you uh, something that'll help you. We can stay in touch with you to be able to help you to take some next steps in your journey. I don't know what the next thing is for you, but in the midst of uncertainty, you can be certain of God's guidance. He wants to lead you, provide for you, and use you. Don't go back to the old thing if you know that he wants you to go forward. The future may look uncertain to you, but if you are trusting in God, it is the most certain place to be. Would you pray with me to close our time? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly more than you can ever dare to ask or imagine. How? Through his spirit that's at work within you. And if you allow God's spirit to move in you, he will do amazing things. So now be glory to him in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations and all of God's people together said amen and amen. Have a great week.